0: Hello, everyone. Happy Football Friday. Happy Veterans Day to all the bets out there. I uh, want to send a special shout out to our boy Mark Warren, uh, getting prepped for the West Carolina football game uh, coming up tomorrow. But um, great night last night in uh, on the Thursday night game for my Panthers. We'll talk about that game. We'll get you caught up with all the match that happened this week on Tuesday and Wednesday. And then uh, talk about the Monday night game as well, Ravens-Saints. And then we will look at all the injuries coming up for the slate this weekend. And then we'll get to uh, our picks for those games in the college and NFL landscape. Wearing my Northern Polar Bear gear tonight, Northern football. Got a big second-round playoff game. Um, so good luck, Polar Bears, on the road there. Uh, so first game we had Maction on Tuesday. Eastern Michigan, the Eagles getting bowl-eligible 34-28 to 28 over Akron. It was closer than a, a lot of people thought, maybe. But uh, Austin Smith... Had a, a decent night through the air for East EMU, 16 of 28, 57.1%, 190 yards, two touchdowns and a pick, five carries for 18 yards. Um, for Akron, they played two quarterbacks, I believe. DJ Irons got injured in that game, this game here. Uh, so Irons, while he was playing, 10 of 16, 63.5%, 90 yards, one touchdown and a pick. Nine carries for 32 yards. Interceptions hurt uh, the Zips all night with their two quarterbacks combining to throw three. Um, When Irons went out, Jeff Undercuffler Jr. came in for Akron. 8 of 18, 44.4% completion, 133 yards and two picks. Uh, The running game was prevalent for both teams. Really, that's the reason Akron was able to stay in it. Their running back, Cam Wiley, 18 carries, 144 yards. That's eight yards per carry. Great there. Uh, three rushing touchdowns and also four receptions for 34 yards. Um, like I said, running game both good for both teams because Eastern Michigan running back, Sampson Evans, also nice. 24 carries, 133 yards, two touchdowns, and one catch for three yards. 100 yard receiver in this game, Akron wide receiver Alex Adams, six receptions, 102 yards, and a touchdown. Defensive player of the game for me has to go to Akron linebacker Bubba Arslanian, uh, 12 tackles, four solos, a half a tackle for loss, two pass deflections, and a pick. Eastern Michigan minus six pushed and over 57 and a half. Ohio. Getting it done, the Bobcats, 7-3, 37-21 over Miami, Ohio. Uh, Curtis Rourke continues to light it up, 25-35, 71.4%, 362 yards and three touchdowns. Um, not Blaine Gabbert, it should be Brett Gabbert um, for Miami, Ohio. My bad, that's his brother, uh, Blaine 20 of 26, 76.9%, 244 yards, and three touchdowns. So a nice night for Brett Gabbard as well. Um, Rushing-wise, 100-yard rusher in this game. Ohio running back Sae Bengora, 20 carries, 145 yards, a touchdown, and a 27-yard receiving touchdown as well. Um, Leading receiver in this game, we had 200-yard receivers here. Ohio wide receiver, Miles Cross. Uh, six receptions, 133 yards. And then for the Red Hawks, uh, wide receiver, Mac Hippenhammer, formerly of Penn State, where he started out his college career. Eight receptions, 107 yards, and three touchdowns for Hip. Great night for uh, that Red Hawk anyways. Uh, Ohio wide receiver Jacoby Jones, also notable, four receptions, 78 yards, and he uh, caught two touchdowns there. Defensive player of the game, I'm going to go with Miami, Ohio defensive lineman Brian Uwu, Uh, seven tackles, two solos, one sack, two tackles for loss, and one QB hurry. Ohio cover, minus two, over 52. Toledo uh, getting it done and a close one over Ball State. Knew this game was going to be good. 28-21 Rockets. Uh, Daquan Finn played in this one, and he was pretty good. 21 of 38, 55.3%, 301 yards and three touchdowns uh, and one interception. Eight carries for 10 yards there. Uh, John Paddock struggled all night for the Cardinals. 13 of 35, 37.1%, 94 yards and a pick. The reason why Ball State was in this game, though, (laughs) their running back, who is just awesome, Carson Steele, 28 carries, 198 yards and three touchdowns, three receptions for minus two yards there. But what a night for Mr. Steele and a losing effort there. Uh, Leading receiver in the game, Toledo wide receiver, Jawan Newton, seven receptions, 94 yards and a touchdown. And uh, defensively, I think I'm going to go um, with the uh, bottom guy there. Toledo safety, Maxson Hook. Seven tackles, two solos, two pass deflections, and a pick. Ball State covered easily, plus 13.5, under 53.5. Wednesday night, Maxson, Northern Illinois getting it done. 24-21 over Western Michigan. Rusty's Huskies came to play on a Wednesday night. Uh, Trayson Burgett for Western, 15 of 30, 50%, 185 yards, one touchdown, 17 carries, 43 yards, a touchdown, and a fumble. Um, NIU played two quarterbacks there. Nevin Kramaskoli, 8 of 17, 47.1%, 133 yards, one touchdown, three picks. Uh, don't know uh, how... NIU is even in this game with three interceptions when the other quarterback only turned it over once. Um, Justin Lynch for NIU also 0-for-1 passing, but he did carry it six times for 83 yards and a touchdown. Uh, NIU was led by their running back, Jaden Cradle. 36 carries, 136 yards and a touchdown touchdown. Uh, Western Michigan running back Sean Tyler, also very close to a 100-yard performance, 18 carries, 97 yards, and a score. Western Michigan wide receiver Corey Crooms led the game in receiving seven receptions, 105 yards, and uh, defensively got to go with Northern Illinois defensive end Rayshane Thomas, four tackles, all of them solos, four tackles for loss, and a pass deflection. NIU covered. It was a pick game. And under 49. Central Michigan upsetting Buffalo 31-27. Really wasn't an upset technically by the bookmakers, but uh, record-wise it was. Cole Snyder for the Bulls, 19 of 32, uh, 59.4%, 191 yards a pick, 12 carries for 27 yards. CMU played two quarterbacks. Daniel Richardson got injured in this one uh while he was in 7 of 14 50% 95 yards but the story of this game was freshman quarterback Burt Emanuel Jr. passing wise not the great the great, that great one of 3 33.3% 22 yards but holy hell rushing the ball 24 carries 293 rushing yards three touchdowns and a fumble uh legs for days Bert emmanuel had i believe he ran two 75 yard touchdowns in uh all three of his rushing touchdowns i believe were very long um but yeah i watched this game and this kid just was running everywhere so yeah he ran 75 yards and 87 yards were two of his three touchdowns, and then he got the game-winning touchdown with seven and a half to go in the game uh, from one yard out. Buffalo running back Ron Cook, Jr., also a 100-yard performance here on the ground. 22 carries, 100 yards even, one touchdown and one 39-yard reception. Leading receiver in the game, Central Michigan tight end Cade Conley, three receptions, 61 yards. And defensively, got to go. With uh, Central Michigan defensive lineman Thomas Incomb, Uh 13 tackles, 10 of them solos, one sack, three tackles for loss, and a QB hurry. Central Michigan cover, minus three, over 54. Minus three by one. Kent State just crushing Bowling Green, 40-6. I did not see this one coming. Thought Bowling Green had a lot to play for, and they did. Uh, just did not show it at home here. Matt McDonald for the Falcons, 31 of 40, 77.5%, 246 yards, one touchdown and a pick. Connor Schley was pretty good for Kent State, 17 of 30, 56.7%, 214 yards, three touchdowns, a pick, uh, seven carries for 22 yards and another touchdown there, four total for Schley on the night. Uh, Bowling Green also played quarterback Camden Orth for a little bit. 0-for-1 passing, uh, 1 interception there. Leading rusher in the game, Kent State running back Marquez Cooper. 19 carries, 93 yards, 2 receptions, 26 yards. Leading receiver in the game, uh, also for Kent. Wide receiver, Devontae Walker. 5 receptions, 86 yards, and 2 touchdowns there. Uh, defensively, it's tough. i, I got to mention both of them. Kent State's defense played well all night. Uh, Linebacker Marvin Pierre, nine tackles, four solos, a half a sack, two tackles for loss, one QB hurry, and a 33-yard pick, six. And also golden flashes, defensive lineman Savon Taylor Davis, uh, three tackles, all of them solos, three sacks, three tackles for loss, threes wild for STD there. Uh... Kent State covered, easily minus 3, under 56. Last night, uh, Memphis getting it done, 26-10 over Tulsa. Uh, Seth Hennigan, 20 of 34, 58.8%, 262 yards and a touchdown for the Tigers. Tigers. Uh, for the Golden Hurricanes there, two quarterbacks played. I believe Davis Brin got the start, 5-13, 38.5%, 48 yards and a pick. Um, maybe not. Braylon Braxton did play as well. Uh, for Tulsa, 12-24, 50%, 128 yards and a touchdown. So neither quarterback really that effective. Leading rusher in the game, not much for either side. But uh, Memphis running back JVN Ducker. Uh, Javion Ducker, 14 carries, 32 yards. Uh, Leading receiver in the game, Memphis wide receiver, Javon Ivory. Seven receptions, 123 yards, and a touchdown. Defensively, a couple good performances here. Going to go with the bottom guy there, Memphis defensive lineman, Jalen Allen. Three tackles, all of them solos. Two sacks, two tackles for loss, and four QB hurries. Memphis covered easily, minus 6.5, under 62.5, easily. Louisiana crushing Georgia Southern, a game I thought Georgia Southern was going to win. 36 17 final here. Uh, Kyle Van Treese for the Eagles, 28 of 49, 57.1%, 325 yards, a touchdown, and a fumble. Uh, ben Woolridge was pretty good for the Raging Cajuns, 17 of 31. 54.8%, 193 yards, three touchdowns, a pick, uh, six carries for 38 yards there. Leading rusher on the night, Louisiana running back uh, Chris Smith, 17 carries, 80 yards, one catch for six yards as well. Um, pretty good night for Georgia Southern running back O.J. Arnold. Four carries, 23 yards, one nine-yard reception, and a 32-yard touchdown pass. Leading receiver in the game here, Georgia Southern wide receiver, Derwin Burgess Jr., five receptions, 75 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, defensively, I think I'm going to go with um, Louisiana safety Cam Pidescolo, Uh seven tackles, all of them solos, and three pass deflections. Louisiana cover, minus 3.5 under 63. So, crazily enough, uh, we had one push and uh, one pick them, but only outside of those two, only one dog covered uh, from Tuesday through Thursday games in college. Might be something to look at going forward this weekend. Uh, the under 63 hit in this game. Let's go to Monday Night Football. Ravens getting it done in New Orleans, 27-13. Andy Dalton, 19-29, of 29, 210 yards. Uh, that's 65.5%. 210 yards, a touchdown, and a pick for the Saints. Uh, for the Ravens, quarterback Lamar Jackson, 12-22, of 22, 54.5%, 133 yards, and a touchdown. 11 carries for 82 yards. So that was the biggest difference I saw on offense uh, between the two teams was the running ability of Lamar and the running game overall for Baltimore was just dominant. Uh running back Kenyon Drake, 24 carries, 93 yards, two touchdowns, two receptions for 16 yards there. Uh leading receiver in the game rookie first rounder wide receiver Chris Olave for New Orleans, six receptions, 71 yards and on nine targets. Uh, defensively have to go with Ravens linebacker Justin Houston. What a night for the veteran. Three tackles, two solos, two and a half sacks, two tackles for loss, two pass deflections, three QB hurries, and a pick. Great night. Vintage Justin Houston there in New Orleans. Ravens covered easily, minus one and a half, under 46. Last night, great win for Interim head coach Steve Wilkes, P.J. Walker, and the Carolina Panthers debuting their black helmets. They looked so sexy out there in the all-blacks. Um, blackout in Carolina last night was was great to see in the rain. Uh, Panthers getting it done, though, 25-15. What this game means is that if the Bucks lose to the Seahawks in Munich on Sunday, the Panthers will be one game out of first place. Um, regardless of whether the Saints win in Pittsburgh or not. Marcus Mariota for the Falcons, though. 19 of 30, 63.3%, 186 yards, two touchdowns, a pick, three carries for 43 yards. Uh, P.J. Walker wasn't asked to do a lot in this game. 10 of 16, 62.5%, 108 yards, three carries for 14 yards there. Big... Story in this one, Panthers running back Deontay Foreman led the way. 31 carries, 130 yards, and a touchdown. It was pound the rock all night. And as the Panthers love loved to say, a la Sam Mills, keep pounding. Uh, leading receiver in the game, Falcons wide receiver Demir Bird. Three receptions, 58 yards on four targets. And... Uh, Defensively, I'm going to go with uh, Panthers linebacker Frankie Luvu. uh 12 tackles, 8 solos, 2 sacks, 2 tackles for loss, and a QB hurry. QB hit. QB hit. Panthers uh, plus 2.5, under 41.5 by one and a half it got closer okay we have a lot of news from a lot of different leagues usfl news we have a new head coach of the new orleans breakers it is john DiFilippo. filippo i remember him uh formerly with the philadelphia eagles he's been a lot of different places with cleveland uh with the vikings i believe as well um very experienced head coach i think he'll do nicely there in new orleans uh, the XFL the XFL draft uh, that will be held next week. November 15th will be the QB selection day that starts at 2 p.m Eastern um, and then Wednesday and Thursday the November 16th and 17th that will be the rest of the NF the XFL draft starting at 11:30 a.m. Eastern there. You can watch that live stream on the XFL's uh, website or YouTube channel, I believe. College football news, just one note here, sad note. Uh, Coastal Carolina quarterback Grayson McCall, he is out for the regular season, possibly the bowl game as well, depending on what bowl they get and when it is. Um, he has a foot injury suffered last week against App State, three to six-week recovery time, so hopefully he will come back stronger than ever. NFL news, though, some general stuff. A lot about the Colts to start off here. Colts owner Jim Irsay said he expects GM Chris Ballard to return next year. Uh, Does not see his job in jeopardy, even with the firing of Frank Reich midseason. Colts interim head coach Jeff Saturday, he said Sam Ellinger will remain the starter um, at QB. Uh, I would think that is... Not that is going to be just at, on a game by game basis, I think will be how that goes at, right now, anyways. I don't know. Maybe Saturday thinks a lot of I don't know. Um, and then, final thing with the Colts here they are expected to have a 30 year old pass game specialist slash assistant QB's coach Parks Fraser call plays. Um, has never called plays in the NFL or college, I believe. But uh, QB at Northeast Mississippi Community College in Murray State joined the Colts in 2018 as an assistant to Frank Reich Um, and now replacing him as play caller on offense. The Steelers, they are going to have a nice moment, I believe that's this weekend, uh, when they enshrine new players into their Hall of Honor. Uh, They include legendary tight end Heath Miller, uh, one of the greatest players of my childhood Steelers growing up there. Um, and the Heath chants continue with uh, Pat Friermuth, and now it's just Muth instead of Heath. Uh, so great to see that continue in Pittsburgh. Also going in the Hall of Honor with Miller is halfback slash right end Ray Matthews guards Sam Davis and longtime broadcaster and creator of the terrible towel, Myron Cope. Um, So great congratulations to those gentlemen there getting into the Steelers Hall of Honor. Big news out of Washington, D.C. yesterday. The U.S. Attorney General is suing the commander's owner, Dan Snyder. The commander's team... Commissioner Roger Goodell, and the NFL for colluding to deceive D.C. residents about the investigation into toxic workplace culture. Lots to look at in this case. Um, The district attorney is really... Because... The commanders are not located within the District of Columbia. They are located outside. Um, unfortunately, they can only bring this collusion uh, suit. They cannot actually uh, file suit regarding the actual workplace harassment and misconduct. But uh, I think it is a big note for. The commanders and the NFL itself to be put on notice that you know it, this this has to stop and um, you know whatever comes out of this case, I hope that uh, the U.S. district uh, the U.S. Attorney General can get it right and um, bring these people justice that were injured um, by this terrible workplace conduct there um so yeah (laughs) me following that story as it moves along 1.6 million pages of documents the nfl gave the us ag there crazy uh the raiders had a pretty tumultuous week um first off first thing here Raiders linebacker Blake Martinez he has retired he was a tackling machine in his NFL career uh, with the Packers Giants and Raiders I believe those are the only three teams he played for could be wrong but yes he uh just tackle 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 all day always the leading tackler on whatever team he was on so great career for Blake Martinez hope he uh, has fun in retirement there and then uh, interim head coach Steve Wilkes for the Panthers, he announced QB P.J. Walker likely to remain a starter uh, the rest of the season, I would have to think. Players designated to return or activated off of IR, uh, 49ers running back Elijah Mitchell, linebacker Aziz Al Shair, and offensive lineman Colton McKivitz. so some depth and uh, help coming for San Francisco Titans wide receiver Traylon Burks Steelers safety Demonte KZ and Saints getting a massive boost rookie first round offensive tackle Trevor Penning activated uh, off of IR also being activated uh, actually I'll say that in a bit uh, put on IR here, players. Broncos center Lloyd Cushenberry. Steelers kicker Chris Boswell with a groin injury. Raiders, as I mentioned, their are tumultuous week. Placing a tight end, Darren Waller, the hamstring injury. And wide receiver Hunter Renfro with an oblique injury, both on IR. Uh, so, yeah, they're hurting for pass catchers now in Vegas. And also placed on IR, Colts linebacker Shaquille Leonard might be out for the season, Back injury, uh, back flared up once again. So uh, not a great season for Leonard in Indy. and Indy overall. Uh, Injuries, Jets defensive tackle Sheldon Rankins. He is out four to six weeks, dislocated his elbow last week. Um, So blow to their defensive line there. Bills, quarterback Josh Allen. He is day-to-day with a UCL injury. Ulnar collateral ligament ligament in his elbow. Uh, not sure if he's going to play. Missed the last three days of practice. So I would expect Case Keenum likely to start um, in that one. But Josh Allen officially listed as questionable. Other quarterback injury here. Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray. Day-to-day with a hamstring injury. Officially listed as a game-time decision by head coach Cliff Kingsbury. 49ers uh, corner... Jason Verrett, he is out for the season once again. Just terrible injury luck throughout his career. Uh, torn Achilles again there, so another another rehab session coming up for uh, Jason Verrett in his injury-riddled uh, career. Packers corner, Eric Stokes likely out for the season. His ankle and knee injuries there. Um Bad thing to see for a team that's already struggling in Green Bay there. And then also uh, terrible news from the game last night. Panthers corner Dante Jackson, he is also out for the season. Just like Jason Verrett, he tore his Achilles in the game last night. Uh, So big blow to the Panthers secondary Um, coming up the last half of the season there. Ins and outs, the Bucks wide receiver Russell Gage and guard Luke Gedecki They did not make the trip to Munich, so they are both out. Uh, Bills safety Jordan Poyer, defensive end Greg Rousseau. They are both out as well. Um, Browns linebacker Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, tight end David Njoku, both out. Uh, as are Colts tight end Jelani Woods and running back Dion Jackson. Jonathan Taylor should be back this week at full strength. Also, massive boost for the Pittsburgh Steelers in their game against the Saints this week. Linebacker TJ Watt expected to make his return uh, after a seven-game hiatus from his pectoral injury. Uh, Hasn't played since week one, and uh, the Steelers' defense will uh, be lights out, I believe, in Pittsburgh this weekend. Titans, uh, defensive tackle Jeffrey Simmons, safety Imani Hooker, linebacker Bud Dupree, and linebacker Zach Cunningham. They are all out, so horrible. Um, Really a lot of key guys there for the Tennessee defense out this week. Uh, The Rams, another quarterback situation to look at. Quarterback Matthew Stafford, he is questionable, was in concussion protocol after last Sunday's game. Uh, We'll see if he clears it by game time chiefs wide receiver micole hardman with an abdomen injury he is out as is lions wide receiver josh reynolds and chargers wide receiver keaton allen cowboys running back ezekiel elliott he is listed as questionable with a knee injury and uh, the packers injuries here wide receiver amari rogers with a quad left tackle david bakhtiari with a knee are both questionable Guys that are out, linebacker Devondre Campbell with a knee injury, and wide receiver Romeo Dobbs with his ankle injury. And uh, also, one other thing to note there Titans. Quarterback Ryan Tannehill, he is questionable uh, with his ankle injury against the Broncos. So we'll see if it's another week of Malik Willis. I thought Ryan Tannehill was going to be good to go, but listed as questionable officially on the game, on the injury report. Transactions here, a lot of uh, movement releases. The Raiders released former first-round pick safety Jonathan Abram. Uh, he was subsequently claimed by the Packers on waivers, so Packers getting some secondary-slash-hybrid uh, linebacker help there. Rams, they weighed former third-round pick defensive back Terrell Burgess. Uh, Colts released running back Philip Lindsay. They also signed Jake Funk to the practice squad for his spot there. Uh, The Chargers, they weighed former first-round pick, defensive tackle Jerry Tillery. And uh, a couple signings, the Steelers, they signed kicker Matthew Wright off of the Chiefs practice squad. Uh, So he will start in uh, Chris Boswell's absence the next four weeks at the minimum. Raiders, they signed linebacker Reggie Ragland to the practice squad, so I guess one good thing uh, Martinez retires. They get Ragland on the practice squad. We'll see how he does. But that is all the uh, news and notes I have for you for the NFL. Let's uh, move on to the college pick standings. Yes, I'm bad. I suck at uh, both standings this year. Taking too many risks, I guess. But, uh, yeah, Mark and Logan once again tying At the top 23 and 8, great records for them. Uh, I went 19 and 12 last week, not very good. Uh, I went 0 and 3 on my Lone Wolves Oregon State, um, losing to Washington on Friday. And then I also got Maryland wrong, they lost to Wisconsin in Madison. And then um, I also got James Madison wrong. Uh, they lost to uh, Louisville. There in Louisville, uh, Mark did pretty well. He got uh, two. He went two and one in his lone walls. Baylor beating Oklahoma. Um, Yeah, Pitt right. They upset Syracuse. And then Kansas State, he got wrong. Um, KSU lost to Texas. Logan was a lone wolf machine. Um, I believe he went. His record was, he, he had six, seven lone wolves last week. Lost the uh, Tennessee game to Georgia. Won Michigan State. They upset Illinois. Lost out on Georgia Southern, I believe. Yes, they lost to South Alabama. BYU, he got right. They upset um. Boise State, Notre Dame upsets Clemson, NC State upsets Wake Forest, and then he got Weber State wrong. So uh, Logan ended up four and three in his uh, seven lone wolves there on the the weekend. Crazy, Logan, craziness there. But uh, yeah, I am still uh, I'm ten games back now. That was crazy. The, the gap just gets bigger every week. Logan and Mark still tied at top. 214-79 overall record. College picks here. Tonight we have uh, two games to talk about. There's three on the schedule. We're talking about two, though. ECU at Cincinnati. Great matchup, I think, anyways. Got Logan's picks a little bit late, so uh, I'll just announce him his there, and then we'll have him on the show later on. But, uh, yeah, Cincinnati, I'm going with the Bearcats. Mark's sticking with his Carolina boys and ECU on the road in Cincy. I just think Luke Vickle gets it done. Uh, They had a tough game last week coming off the... uh, They had a 10-point win against Navy, uh, so... Low scoring there. I think this one's going to be higher scoring than that. Um, And I think the Bearcats continue to win, try to move toward a 10-win season and try to get back in the hunt for uh, that one of the two spots in the AAC championship game. Uh, Logan, he is going with uh, Cincinnati. So Mark is lone-wolfing this game with the Pirates. Uh, Over-under here is 51.5. I like the over in this game. 8 p.m. on ESPN2. Colorado at number 8, USC. Uh, Yes, we're all picking the Trojans, of course. They're 34-point favorites at home. Colorado is so bad, um, and I don't think they'll have any problem. Jordan Addison should have a good game. He's uh, returning for this one after two straight games out uh, with his – Hamstring injury, I believe. So, yes, uh, USC should roll. And Addison, I expect to have a good night um, in his return. Over under is sixty six here, and uh, I think I'm gonna go under. I just don't think the the Buffaloes are gonna score enough. Nine thirty FS one. Saturday uh, tomorrow, Indiana at number two, Ohio State. Uh, We are all on the Buckeyes, of course. They're 40-point favorites at the Shoe in Columbus. Um, Indiana got crushed by Penn State last week. I think that will happen again for Tom Allen's squad, unfortunately, uh, against Ohio State. So, yeah, the Buckeyes should roll relatively easily here. Over-under is 60. This one I am going over. 12 p.m. on Fox. Big noon kickoff. Missouri at number five, Tennessee. We are all on the volunteers here. Uh, bounce back game for the Vols. Uh, it's in. It's at Rocky Top, so I think uh, they should have no issue with Mizzou. Mizzou seems to play up uh, when they're at home, but on the road, it's a different animal. I don't think Eli Drinkwith's squad has what it takes to go into Tennessee and knock them off as a 20-and-a-half point dog. Uh, over-under is 57 and a half. Have to think that's going to go over with, uh, Tennessee getting back to, uh, their offensive ways in this one. This one's a weird one. It's 12 p.m. on CBS. So, uh, early game for CBS this weekend. Number seven, LSU at Arkansas. Um, we are all on the Tigers here. And it was a tough one. I think that Arkansas, um, my roommate has, uh, is from Arkansas, so he has insight on the Hogs. He said Arkansas usually plays LSU pretty tough, hoping that LSU does not have a letdown coming off the massive win against Bama last week. Um, and I don't think they will. I think it's going to be a good game, but uh, ultimately LSU comes out on top. Over under 61 and a half. Um, I'm going to go over on that one there. And uh, 12 p.m. on ESPN. Number 20, Notre Dame at Navy. Surprised, kind of, that it's only a 15 and a half point spread. But that just uh, subjects it to Navy running the triple option and Notre Dame running the ball very well. We're all going with the Irish here. I think Marcus Freeman has this team playing excellently um and i don't think that navy is the team that will stop them even though it is in annapolis there um maryland over under 39 and a half uh i i'm gonna go with the over i don't know over though why not 12 p.m on abc purdue at number 21 illinois uh Mark's going with the Boilermakers on the road in Champaign. I like the Illini and so uh and I'm Lone Wolfing Illinois. Why not? Um Logan's on Purdue with Mark. Look, Illinois struggled last week at home against Michigan State. I just think they're going to get back to it. Tommy DeVito, the play action game um with Chase Brown. And the uh, the Illini are gonna win it close. I do kind of like Purdue plus seven if you're looking at that. Um, but yeah, give me the Illini and the Lone Wolf. Over/under is 44 and a half. I'm gonna go under. Illinois wins a close, low-scoring game. 12 p.m. ESPN two. Vandy at number 24, Kentucky Vanderbilt trying to salvage at season, win three straight, and get to a bowl game. I don't think they're there yet in Clark Lee's tenure. Um, So I think we are all on the Wildcats here. Chris Rodriguez has made a tremendous difference for this Kentucky team coming back uh, a couple weeks ago. And I think Will Levis will have a nice day at home in Lexington. And uh, Vandy might cover, though. Look at the plus 17 for the Commodores here. Uh, Over-under is 47. I like the over in that game. 12 p.m. SEC Network. Liberty at UConn. My bad. I forgot to get the UConn logo there. But uh, uh, Liberty, we are uh, all on the flames here. I was thinking about UConn. I really was. Uh, Jim Moore Jr. has done a tremendous job getting this UConn program to 5-5. Five and five and uh, on the brink of a bowl berth uh, in his first season at the helm, which is just ridiculous turnaround. Um, but I cannot go against what Hugh Freeze did last week. Beating Arkansas in Fayetteville, I think, was a massive step forward for that Flames program and Jonathan Bennett. Um, and I, I think Hugh Freeze is going to go on the road to UConn and get it done again. Look out for the 9-1 and one Flames here. Uh, Over-under is 45. I think I'm going to go under. Um, but I would not be surprised if it goes the other way either. 12 p.m. CBS Sportsnet. Nebraska at number three, Michigan. Uh, we're all on the Wolverines here. Yeah, they should absolutely just roll over Nebraska. Nebraska. Uh, It's at the big house. I don't think they're going to have any problem. Hopefully Blake Corum runs wild and uh, continues to uh, make his case for the Heisman. I would absolutely love for Blake Corum to win the Heisman this year with a future bet on it there. Over under is 49. I'm going to go over on that game, and that one's 330 on ABC. Number 9, Alabama at number 11 Ole Miss. Mark is going with Ole Miss. He is lone wolfing the Rebels. This is the game I've been waiting for. Uh, I think Bama will be pissed that they lost to LSU. They will be pissed that they have two conference losses. I don't know the last time Nick Saban has had three conference losses, so I have to think Alabama's going to go in to uh, Oxford, Mississippi, and kick the living shit out of Lane Kiffin in Ole Miss. Give me the tide. Roll tide in this game. Ole Miss still a fake. Uh, Over-under is 65. I'm going under that. 330 SEC on CBS. ACC here, Louisville at number 10, Clemson. And uh, I'm lone wolf in the Cardinals. Look, okay, it's it, Clemson's back at home. All right, that's fine. They have one of the longest win streaks in, in NCAA history at home. I understand that. But it's not a night game in Death Valley. Malik Cunningham coming off a great game against JMU. I think the Cardinals are going to go on the road to give Clemson back-to-back losses, um, something that doesn't happen very often in Dabo's tenure. And uh, Louisville. Is going to go to seven and three. Clemson out of the playoff picture with this loss. Over/under is fifty-two. I'm going to go over in that game. Three thirty on ESPN. Maryland at number fourteen. Penn State. We're all riding the Nittany Lions. Great game last week against Indiana. I think uh, Sean Clifford and really Drew Aller um, showed a lot in that game. The running game, Catron Allen, Nicholas Singleton was electric. I think they do that again. Maryland's defense has been pretty bad all year despite their 6-3 and three record. They got run all over by Wisconsin last week. And with Penn State being at home in Happy Valley, uh, I don't see any reason why Catron Allen and Nicholas Singleton do not have a field day just like Braylon Allen and um, Isaac Garendo had last week for the Badgers. Over-under is 57. I am going to go with the over in that one. And actually under. Something close to last week's score, maybe. I don't know. Maybe it'll be closer than that, but 45 to 10. Um, 55 points just under there. 330 on Fox. Boston College at number 16, NC State. We are all on the Wolfpack here. 18.5 point favorites in Raleigh. Uh, yeah, I don't think they should have much issue with BC. Maybe BC is a little tricky. I don't think so, though. Uh, MJ Morris has been lights out since taking over for the injured Devin Leary, and I think he will continue that against Boston College. Over-under is 41. Give me the over on that game. 330 ACC Network. We have a lot of 330 games on our slate this weekend. Um... Number 22 UCF at number 17 Tulane and this is the game I'm really most excited about this weekend. Uh, I am hyped. This is a AAC championship preview, I believe. And um, Logan's Lone Wolf and the UCF Knights here. And you know what? I don't blame him. It's a one point spread and it's strength versus strength. UCF's offense, Tulane's defense. I believe defense wins championships, however. Michael Pratt is good enough on offense, as is Tajay Spears. I don't know if John Rice Plumley's going to play for UCF or not. Mikey Keene did a nice job last week getting that win there. But uh, I am continuing to ride the green wave, surfing that the whole way to an AAC championship and a uh, New Year's 6 bull berth for Tulane. Over-under is 54.5. Going under. That's how uh, Tulane wins this game, because it goes under. And uh, this one's 330 on ESPN2. Army at Troy. Uh, yeah, we probably should. <laughs> one of us should have picked Army, probably. And one of us probably should have picked Navy on uh, Veterans Day. But, uh, unfortunately, those two programs are not very good at this point. We are all on the Troy Trojans. They're at home. Um, and I think that uh, Gunnar Watson and co. get it done, go to 8-2, and two, and they uh, continue to, to seek out that Sunbelt West cha- Division Championship there. They'll cover that spread as well. Over-under is 46. Uh, I think I'm going to go under... With the uh, army running the ball, that triple option there, three thirty NFL Network for that game. Wisconsin at Iowa, uh, Mark Lone Wolf and the Hawkeyes at home in uh, Iowa City. I think uh, this is a very close game. The books think so too. It's a pick'em game. And uh, Logan and I are going with the Badgers. I just think Wisconsin has really stepped up. This is a big game also. When you look at the Big Ten West standings, uh, there's not a bona fide outside of Illinois, but Illinois has two losses now in conference. It really opened the door with Michigan State's win last week um, for (laughs) many of the teams in the West still. Wisconsin, Purdue, Iowa, Minnesota all have three conference losses. They are all in the picture just one game back of Illinois. And uh, Wisconsin, if they can continue to win, uh, might be able to get back to the Big Ten championship again, As uh, even though we know that Michigan or Ohio State is going to win the conference either way, <laughs> more than likely. Um, over under here is 35. That's ridiculous. Uh, but I'm going under. <laughs> under 35 for me. Uh, it's a fifteen twelve type of game. Three thirty FS one. App State at Marshall. And yeah, we're all on. Uh oh, Logan is lone wolfing the herd at home. Another close game here. Five and four teams. Mark and I like App State, and I think it's because Chase Bryce has played very well this year. Not the season that they wanted for App, um, but I do think they're still a good team. They can run the ball, play very good defense, and I think it's going to be a defensive kind of game here. Um, so, but give me the Mountaineers on the road. It's going to be tough. I can see it. I could see a Marshall win possibly too. Um, kind of a coin flip game, as Logan likes to say. Over-under here is 47.5. I'm going under that. 330 ESPN+. Plus. Louisiana Tech at UTSA. We all like the Roadrunners here, and why wouldn't we? They are uh, just crushing the, the Conference USA opponents right now. 17.5-point uh, favorites at the Alamo Dome this weekend. Don't see why they wouldn't cover that. Louisiana Tech, usually a tough out, but uh, on the road... Not having the season like they usually have, around 500 or or above. So uh, give me Frank Harris, Corey Franklin, DeCorey and Corkley, and co. Um, UTSA gets it done on offense. Over-under 68. I'm going under. I don't think Louisiana Tech's going to score that much. 330 ESPN+. Texas State at South Alabama. Uh, i'm continuing to ride the jags here i I said that all along this season uh south alabama's my team since in the sunbelt west uh since like about week four or so and uh why not i like them again here texas state struggling on the year south alabama's got everything rolling for them 16 and a half point favorites at home in mobile and uh like that there Over/under is 46. Give me the over. I think Texas State scores just enough to get it to go over 46. There. 5 p.m. ESPN Plus. Go dogs! Number one Georgia at Mississippi State in Starkville, Mississippi. Um, We're all on the dogs here. I think they uh, they're gonna have a nice nice game coming off the Tennessee win and. uh, they're going to frustrate Will Rogers. Will Rogers' gunslinging attitude, I think, is going to show in this game. He's going to throw a pick or two. And uh, the Georgia defense is going to stifle that Mike Leach offense and uh, get the win here on the road. Run the ball uh, with Kenny McIntosh and, and co. And uh, we'll get the dub and get out of Starkville. Over-under is 53 and uh, i am going to go under. <laughs> under 53 and a half in that game. 7 p.m. ESPN. What a game pack 12 here. Washing number 25 Washington at number 6 Oregon. We're all on the Ducks. Again, if this one was in Seattle, I would I would think about Washington. But it's in Oregon it's in Eugene. So I have to go with the Ducks as does everyone else here and uh I don't know about the 12.5, but I just know Bo Nix is playing out of his mind the best football of his career, so we'll see what happens. It's a night game, in Eugene would love to see the Ducks wear their uh, black uniforms at night. Love those things, so um, Ducks get the win here. Over-under is 72.5, though, and I'm rolling with the over. Why not? 7 p.m. on Fox. We had a couple of those really high overs here in the late games. Number 19, Kansas State at Baylor. Uh, Mark Lone Wolfen, the Wildcats here on the road in Waco at night. I went against Baylor last week. I'm not going to go against them this week. I think they get the win at home. Uh, Continue to try to fight back and get back into the Big 12 race here. So, um, give me Baylor at home. Two and a half point favorites. Over-under is 52 and a half. I'm going to go over in that game. 7 p.m. FS1. Number four, TCU at number 18, Texas. Longhorns, seven and a half point favorites over the number four team in the country. And I am lone wolfing Texas Longhorns hook them horns Steve Sarkeesian gets it done on offense Quinn Ewers does just enough but it's about Bijan Robinson I do not think TCU will be able to shut down Bijan Robinson and the Longhorn running game uh, I think Texas is overall a more complete team than TCU it's at night in Austin and TCU cannot afford to start slow for the fourth consecutive week. If they do, I think Texas will jump all over them. Texas defense has been playing very well. And uh, I think they do just enough against Max Duggan to get the win. Um, over under here is 65. I'm going under on that game. Three, uh, 730 on ABC. Number 15, North Carolina at Wake Forest. We're all on the Tar Heels. Um, I think they're going to win this one. I don't know why Wake is is uh, favored, but uh, I do think that uh, they're going to get the dub, and Drake May is going to have a good game. Over under is 77. That's ridiculous, but let's go for it. Over. Why not? 7.30 ESPN 2. Southern Miss at Coastal Carolina. We are all on the Chanticleers. Tough loss for Grayson McCall, but I think Bryce Carpenter uh, can get it done, and they will still win this one. Maybe not the Sun Belt, but um, I think they can win at least this game here. Over under is forty eight, and um, I'm gonna go with the uh, over, the the over on that one. Seven thirty ESPNU. Uh, number 23, at Florida State at Syracuse. Uh, Florida State wins this one. But, uh, yeah, Logan Lone Wolf in Syracuse here. Uh, Mark and I on the Seminoles. I think Syracuse is just on the downturn right now. Dino Babers can't get it figured out. Don't know if um, Garrett Strader is going to play in this game. That's a big thing. It's at night at the Dome. I know I always say don't pick against Syracuse at the Dome. But Florida State has it going right now. Jordan Travis and that offense. So give me the Seminoles on the road. Logan Lone Wolf's the Orange. Over under here is 51. And I'm going to go under. Low scoring game at the Dome. 8 p.m., ACC Network. Stanford at number 13, Utah. Uh, We are all on the Utah Utes. And, uh, yeah, Stanford has been a – had a tough season. David Shaw there. But I think Cameron rising. Utah is kind of flying under the radar right now. And uh, they're going to shock some people, possibly make the Pac-12 championship game. And – Get that done there. Over-under is 54. I think I'm going to go over in a high-scoring affair in uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. 10 p.m. ESPN. Pac-12 at their dark, also. Arizona at number 12, UCLA. We're all on the Bruins here. Uh, DTR has a nice night against Arizona who have played some people pretty close this year, but uh, don't think Jaden DeLore is going to have enough against the UCLA defense. DTR has a nice night, like I said. And uh, Bruins get it done, Chip Kelly. Over-under is 77. I am rolling with the under, I think, in this game. 10-30 on Fox. Final FBS game here, San Jose State at San Diego State. Uh, we're all on the Spartans here. San Jose State making a push for the Mountain West Championship game in the Western Division there. Um, so I think they are going to continue that. Chevin Cordero has played very well this year for uh, SJSU. So give us the Spartans. Over-under is... Ridiculously low, 40 and a half. Um, so I, I'm going to go with over, I think, in that game. ten thirty FS1. FCS Game of the Week, a big matchup in um, the Southland Conference here, I believe is the conference that these two play in. Or is it just the Southern? In the Southern Conference, yes, the Southern. Um, Mark, our uh, resident Southern analyst, Mark West Carolina, they're going up against ETSU this weekend. This is their conference, though. Uh, number ten Sanford at number eleven Chattanooga, and. Big game for Chattanooga trying to stay in the conference race. They are uh, tied with Furman and Mercer with one loss in conference, 5-1. and um, Samford is 6-0 and oh in conference play, so they need to really get it done here. Uh, the Mocs at home, I don't think they're going to do it. Logan does, though. Logan lone wolfing the Mocs. Um, I just think Samford's quarterback... Is, has been ridiculous this year. Uh, Michael Hears hires. He <laughs> has a crazy 27 to 3 touchdown interception ratio completing 76.4% and 2,473 passing yards. Um, last three games alone, he has uh, 11 touchdown passes to one interception. So... That's why really I'm picking picking uh, the Bulldogs here and um, Logan Lone Wolf and the Mox. NFL pick standings uh, yeah Logan getting us again nine and two for him mark and I went, did pretty well we all went an eight and three together um but can't beat Logan yet he uh, is now six up on mark um 12 up on myself it's it's pretty bad here in the basement on both pick standings but um yeah I uh, I loan wolf Mark and I both got our lone wolf wrong last week Logan didn't have any uh, I got the Rams wrong. Probably should have won, but Vintage Brady showed up in the, the last drive there. So Rams lost to the Bucks, and then the Raiders lost to the Jags. Mark Lone Wolf to Vegas there. So Munich, we have a game in Germany on Sunday morning. Um, we are all going with the Seattle Seahawks. It was funny, I kept telling people, I saw a story on ESPN, or a segment on ESPN, uh, Wednesday, I believe it was, that said, is it, it was an upset alert segment, and they're like, will the Seahawks upset the Bucks in Germany? And I'm like, how is that an upset? Uh, and technically, by the bookmakers, it is. I, I don't see it. The Seahawks have clearly been the better team this year, and I think they will get it done in Germany um, against the Bucks, who are struggling. People probably want to overplay the fact that Brady came back and beat the Rams at the buzzer. But if they were actually a good enough team, they wouldn't have had to do that. So give me the Seahawks. It's going to be a tough day for Kenneth Walker to run the ball, but I think there are opportunities for Geno Smith as long as they can protect him. From Shaq, uh, from Shaq Barrett and uh, Joe Tryonchayenko there, and Vita Vea specifically, uh, I think there are opportunities for DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett against the Bucks secondary. Give it to Seahawks. Uh, in Germany, there apparently there are a lot of Seahawks fans as well in the streets. So love to see that. This one over under is forty four and a half. Um, I'm going to go under that because of the Bucks' defense. Um, and then 9.30 a.m. NFL Network. 1 o'clock games here. Uh, starting off Saints at the Steelers. And I am lone wolfing Pittsburgh. Yes. Give it to me. TJ Watt is back. He makes this Steelers' defense that much better than they've already played without him. And uh, I think Kenny Pickett takes the next step. The Saints are reeling right now. It doesn't feel that way with the Steelers. It feels like the Steelers are consistent. Just, you know, we're going to we're gonna get Kenny to grow. And Matt Canada is going to continue to progress here as a play caller. And we're going to get this team to where it needs to be. And maybe we don't make the playoffs this year, but we get a respectable record and um, move on to the next year. But, yeah, give me the Steelers. Um like I said, TJ Watt, and I think Kenny Pickett takes a step, and uh, the Saints are not that great right now. Over-under is 40. I am going to go with uh, the under in this game. Vikings at the Bills. Now, this game is interesting. We're all on Buffalo. I do think Case Keenum can beat the Vikings... Uh, it'll be tougher, but I do think he can do, it, and I think that's how we all think here. Uh, Minnesota, despite their seven and one record, they're undefeated in one score games. I believe they're four and zero, or every game. No, they're all seven of their wins. I believe have come by one score. Uh no. They but their last their last 6 games have all been by one score and they're 6 and 0 in one score games this year. That's ridiculous. That cannot continue to happen. Um just retracting to the mean. Um so yeah, I I think that Buffalo gets it done. It's at home in Orchard Park. And um, Case Keenum comes in and proves he's one of the best backups in the league. Over under is 43. I'm going to go over on that one. Lions at the Bears. Uh, This one was a little bit tough to pick, I thought. But uh, we're all on Chicago. Justin Fields playing well. Um, and they have the running game. I think that's going to be a big factor in this one. Hopefully, Khalil Herbert gets a lot of work in this one. I need him, too, for my fantasy team. But, um, yeah, I think uh, I think the Bears can get this one done. I could see, though, at the Lions win, wouldn't be shocked uh, considering what the Bears have on defense right now. Over-under is 48-and-a-half. Um, yeah, I'm going to go over. Why not? Both defenses are not very good. Broncos at the Titans, and here I am. Load Wolf it again. Um, I think Russell Wilson is going to do a nice job. Ryan Tannehill is questionable. I think he'll play, but how much does that factor into it? I don't know. Uh, The Broncos defense is a top ten unit this year, especially against the run. I think they're going to do a nice job on Derrick Henry. And they can cover one on one in the back end with how uh, bad the Titans' pass catchers are at getting open. So I wouldn't be shocked to see Nathaniel Hackett's defense, Ajiro, uh, Eviro there. Uh, stack the box, put seven in there, eight. We're gonna run man coverage back end, and uh, we believe our guy's gonna beat your guys. Which I think that's how that's that would happen. So. Yeah, give me the Broncos, and uh, they have a a good defensive performance against Tennessee and Nashville. Over-under is 39, and I'm going to go under. Low-scoring game, Broncos win 17-13. Jags at the Chiefs. Um Kind of surprised no one wanted to take Jacksonville. It, it's a close one in my mind, a lot closer than the spread. And uh, I, I think Kansas City is going to win, but it's it's going to be close. Jags are going to cover. Um, you're going to see a lot more Kadarius Tony with Miko Hardman out this week. Over-under is 51. I'm going to go with the over in this game. Browns at the Dolphins. We're all on Miami. Um, <clears throat> weirdly enough, there's only two road teams favored this week, the Saints and the Cowboys. Crazy home schedule. So they're bound to be some upsets, which is why I picked the Broncos. Um, picked the Steelers, even though they're a home dog. Um, and obviously the Seahawks, technically the road team in Munich there. But, uh, yeah, I don't think the Browns are going to be able to go into Miami and win. Uh, their secondary is not going to be able to face Tyreek and Jalen Waddle And um, Teron Armstead, I think, will protect Tua enough against Miles Garrett. The over-under for this game here is 49. I'm going under. I don't think the – I think the Dolphins' defense plays well against Jacoby Brissett and uh, – Maybe the run game gets them, gets it over, but uh, I, I see it going under 49 there. Not scoring seven touchdowns in this game. Texans at the Giants. No one trusts uh, the Texans who took the Eagles to the brink in the first half of that Thursday night game last week, apparently. Um, was at home, however. This one is on the road in East Rutherford, New Jersey at MetLife Stadium. But, uh, yeah, I think the Giants are going to bounce back after a bye week there. Saquon's going to run wild on the Texans' defense uh, to my fantasy team's chagrin. And um, yeah, I think that the the Giants continue to win against a, a bad Texans team here. Over-under here is 40 and a half I'm kind of surprised it was only four and a half on the spread there being at home for the G-men off a of bye. But 40-and-a-half uh, for the spread. I'm going to go uh, with the under. I think the Giants' defense does does a good job on the uh, Texans' offense, and they limit the scoring there under 40-and-a-half for me. Colts at the Raiders. This game is just a shit show. I mean... No Darren Waller, no Hunter Renfro for the Raiders' offense. Blake Martinez retires for the Raiders' defense. And on the Colts, it's just sporadic. Uh, Jeff Saturday, interim head coach. Sam Ellinger at quarterback. No Shaquille Leonard. No Jelani Woods at tight end. Um, I don't even know. Uh, This game's going to end in a tie, probably, in my mind. We're all on the Raiders somehow. Um, I I could see the Colts winning this game. Um, Jeff Saturday gives them a boost. But I don't think Josh McDaniels is going to let that happen. The Raiders are having a terrible season somehow, uh, despite their good play. Three losses when leading by 17+, plus, which is tied for the most in NFL history in a season. Uh, Don't think that's going to happen this game. And uh, don't even think, I think it might be close, but uh, yeah, Vegas gets it done at Allegiant Stadium. Over-under is 41. Uh, over, I, I guess. Cowboys at the Packers. Uh, we're all on Dallas here. Green Bay is terrible. They're just so bad. Losing to the Lions last week, I think, was kind of the final straw um, for a lot of Packers fans and uh, it doesn't get much easier hosting the Dallas Cowboys. Um, this has been a bit of a rivalry in the past couple of years, um, and it's Mike McCarthy's return to Green Bay with the Cowboys. So I think there will be added motivation for him to beat the Packers and say, well, this is what you, you released. So, but... Um, yeah, other than that, Aaron Rodgers is going to have a tough day against Micah Parsons. Just how it's going to go. Over under is 44 here. Um, I'm going to go under. Don't believe in the Packers' offense to score. I do believe in the Cowboys' defense to keep it low scoring. Cardinals at the Rams. Uh, Mark Lone Wolf in the cards here. On the road at his L.A. Rams, the Rams' tough loss last week against the Bucks. I think they're going to bounce back here. Cooper Cup is going to have a field day against that bad Cardinals secondary. Buda Baker is questionable uh, for this game. So if he's out, it's even worse of a secondary than it already was. Um, but, uh, yeah, give me and Logan the Rams at home two-point close one there. Over-under is 40-and-a-half. Uh, I'm going to go over. Sunday Night Football Chargers at the 49ers. Um, we are all on San Francisco. I was thinking about picking L.A., uh, it's a tough game on the road at Levi Stadium, but uh, Christian McCaffrey has a great day against the Chargers defense, specifically catching the ball out of the backfield. I think he's going to get a lot of PPR points in this game, and um, Jimmy G does enough to get the win. I think it's going to be closer than people think, but uh, Niners eke one out. Robbie Gold kicks the game-winning field goal there. Over-under is 45 and a half. And uh, I think we're going to actually go um, under that, just under kind of like a 24-21 classic here. That gets you 245, by the way. Uh, Under by the hook. Best bets of the week, uh, so it was an interesting week last week, Oh, one and 2 uh, so not terrible, uh, You know, I'd rather push than lose, so um, 0-1-2, 11-12-4 on the season, crazy to get two pushes in the same week, but that's how we do it. Last week, I pushed the Chargers minus three at the Falcons, game winning field goal. By Cameron Dicker there, kicker the uh, Dicker the kicker. Dolphins minus 4.5 at the Bears. Lost that one. They won by 3 as well, as did the Vikings. They pushed to minus 3 at the Commanders. Um, game-winning touchdown reception for Dalvin Cook. So this week, uh, I like the Jags plus 9.5 at the Chiefs. Biggest spread of the weekend. Um... I think they're going to play the Chiefs closer, uh, kind of like the Titans did, and uh, the the Jags cover but don't win there in Kansas City. The Dolphins are going back to that well there, minus 3.5 against the Browns. I think, again, just like the Bears, the, the Browns, I, is it, this one's in Miami. That one was in Chicago. Uh, but being at home, I think the Dolphins are going to have a good day on offense, and they're going to score too much for the Browns to cover three and a half and then i'm also going back to the la chargers this week plus seven at the niners again like i said i think it's going to be a closer game than people think than what the spread is of seven and i can see the chargers um getting it close and then like i said robbie gold goes down kicks the game winning field goal for the 49ers Lock standings. We all got our locks right last week. Logan and I we we got the Vikings right, beating um, the Commanders in in Washington, and then the uh, Mark got the Dolphins right. They won in Chicago. Mark leads the way still, seven and two, great record for him through nine weeks uh, through the first half of the season here, and then uh, Logan one game back at six and three, and I am two games back at five and four. Finally, back over five hundred there so here are our locks of the week um logan is going with the chiefs they are nine and a half point favorites um so he got lucky by a half point our rule of not picking a lock that is 10 or more favored uh double digit favorites there so he is going with the chiefs uh to beat the jags as his lock of the week pretty chalk there Logan if I do say so. I am going with the Dallas Cowboys to beat the Packers in Green Bay. Like I said, I think the defense plays very well. Aaron Rodgers struggles, the offensive line is going to struggle against the pass rush to Marcus Lawrence and uh Micah Parsons there. And then uh Mark is going with the Giants to beat uh the Texans there kind of chalk as well, Mark. But uh, 4.5 points, a lot better than Logan's 9.5 points. Um, I think the Giants do get it done as we all picked them there <clears throat> in East Rutherford. And the Saquon, like I said, I think runs wild. Dog standings, look at that. All 2-0, and perfect lock and dog weekend last week. Um, partially because Logan and I were on the same page for both. But uh, Logan and I got the Jags plus one and a half right at the Raiders. They won outright by seven. And then Mark getting the Seahawks plus two at the Cardinals right. They also won outright in Arizona. Uh, So I am uh, still leading the way, 13 and five there. Um... Logan is one and a half games back, I believe. That's how that math works out. I'm not exactly sure. But uh, Mark is still seven back of me. At least I can win one standing there. Dogs of the Week here. Mark and Logan, they are on the same page. Seahawks plus two and a half at the Bucks in Munich. Mark on back-to-back weeks with Seattle there. I think that will hit and they will win outright. I am going with the Steelers. It's one of my lone wolves this week. Plus one and a half against the Saints. Again, I think Kenny Pickett has a nice day. Uh, They run the ball with Najee Harris. They have to utilize the game plan that the Ravens did. uh, Run the ball against the Saints defense, which struggled against that. And uh, Kenny Pickett gets involved in that running game like Lamar did as well. Um, I think that is the key to beating the Saints defense. And then, like I said, TJ Watt coming back on that Pittsburgh defense elevates their play uh, exponentially. So give me Pittsburgh at home plus one and a half. Next week, we'll be back talking NFL Week 11 kickoff. Titans at the Packers and the Monday Nighter Commanders at the Eagles. Um, We'll also give you the Monday Night and Thursday Night recaps of uh those two games and uh or, or those two games we'll be talking those two games and uh as well as the college football recaps do we have college games coming up um I believe we should have some more action for you next week. Yes, we do. Tuesday, Wednesday, and there's a game on a Thursday night. Uh, in the AAC as well. Pretty good one if I think if I do say so. But uh, we'll get you all caught up on those. We'll give you our picks for the college and NFL games as well as our dogs and locks of the week. My best bets as well. As always, don't forget to follow us on all our social media at FAA Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. FAA Podcast underscore bets is our betting account we had a nice win last night uh, in my first pick uh, in a while but uh, Panthers money line hit last night for us and then FAA podcastcom is our website you can check us out here on YouTube Facebook Spotify and Apple podcast also check out our shop on our website we have some great Thanksgiving uh, d- we have a great Thanksgiving design out for uh, family fruit, food and football uh, that is what we're thankful for this com- this time of year. Uh, our logo is on the back of those shirts and uh, thank y'all for watching and we will see you on Monday.